What's up, everybody? You're listening to Back to the Feature. This is the podcast where we talk about films and entertainment. My name is Joseph. And I'm Edward. I'm Hugo. Welcome, welcome. And this is (laughs) this is Oliver again. (laughs) Welcome, everybody. Today we're going to be talking about Hugo. Go ahead, hit it. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? Why did you uh, suggest this movie? So when y'all reached out to me and told me you were watching horror movies, I know this isn't a typical classic horror movie, but I know it's classified as a psychological horror film. Um, I thought it would be a good fit, something a little different. Plus, Mm. this is also a movie that has an outrageous history behind it. You know, two movie icons, Joan Crawford, Betty Davis, finally doing a movie together after their long history working in Hollywood. And um, that in itself was something major. But then all of the behind the scenes drama, all of the lead up, how they created the film, that is just, again, like I said, it's super relevant to the story. And then you kind of correlate it to the way the movie came out. And yeah, so I figured it'd be a good one to to chat about. This is some old Hollywood drama. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're a big fan of old Hollywood, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. So whenever HBO Max came out and it had the Turner Classic Movies, Mm -hmm. my my little heart was like, oh, my God, (laughs) all of these movies are on there. So, yeah, um, I was very excited. Yeah, I definitely have a a deep appreciation for the older films. Yeah, I've never seen it before, but I'm not a I'm I'm not going to say I'm a fan of old cinema, but that's just because like no one in my family that I know of ever watched it. And if we did see old black and white movies it's from you know when we're switching channels right but uh no i i old, old like cinema for you is uh fucking arnold's 80 action <laughs> yeah like the yeah. 1980s rocky <laughs> yes. little mermaid <laughs> yeah oh yeah snow white was in the 30s so i guess you could say that uh, yeah oh wizard it of was. oz i guess the yeah. wizard of oz would be like the oldest movie i had probably seen so i was like right <laughs> a few weeks ago a timeless film it's, yeah exactly everybody's yeah. seen it and you enjoy it too as a kid, much, you know, because yeah. it's got all this like fantasy shit. You that, enjoy it, or you're mm-hmm. terrified of the flying monkeys, and <laughs> that kind of lives with you for a little bit. Or but, turned you know, on. Whatever. Or that. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, it, it's, it was, I'm glad you selected this film. It was interesting because like Edward was like, oh, I'm not a big fan of these older movies. And, mm-hmm. But it, he got into it. He got really into yeah. it. Yeah. And he told me before he before I watched it, he's like, Oh, I'm glad I watched this. I really liked it. And I was like, Oh yeah, if Edward liked it, then I'm most likely I'm gonna like it. So uh-huh. um that's when I made it a point to like, you know, go out go go out and watch it. Well, YouTube. <laughs> right, yeah, Because yeah. it's uh I saw though it's gonna be on um the Criterion collection now. Yeah. Uh the, yeah. the streaming service. I uh, I re reposted their little whatever advertising it mm-hmm. and they for some reason they they coupled it with um brian de palma's sisters and i've never seen that movie either but he it's um a movie about like conjoined twins and it's kind of a horror film too okay. so it makes me want to want to check that out now yeah because if they're you know double featuring them i'm just like mm. yeah. maybe they have some kind of like connection kind of, yeah a yeah. common thread aside from mm-hmm. you know it both being about sisters but mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad we. I'm glad you uh, picked it and introduced it. And same thing too, because I was watching it and I was like, I was like, man, this isn't a horror movie. Yeah. You know, but you got to give it time. You, you got to let it build because it does. In my opinion, it is a horror film. It it becomes a horror yeah. film very much so. And also, and, like back then, that was their take on horror. Now, mm-hmm, I mean, imagine mm-hmm. showing somebody saw 
back in the, oh, in the 1960s or 50s, they'd have a heart attack. You they'd know? throw up. <laughs> I mean, dude, literally when The Exorcist came out in theaters, there were reports of like people fainting, having to call the ambulance. Like it was mm-hmm. way too much to handle. Granted, The Exorcist <laughs> is kind of a lot, but still, you know. They had to bless um, the theater. Dude, seriously. Like people were boycotting, like, I don't want to go there if they're going to be showing The Exorcist. And mm-hmm. yeah. But, so yeah, this kind of. Uh, becomes a horror film towards the end you like start seeing how demented she is and yeah speaking of horror films um conway justin one of the um uh, guys who we're gonna he's out he's actually coming back on the show we're Mm -hmm. gonna have him back next week um but yeah he was i was talking to him and he said he's been watching a lot of horror movies and he watched this movie called a serbian film and I felt dumb because I was like, oh, what's it called? And he was like, a Serbian film. That's the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, shit. Like, I thought uh-huh. that was like you were saying, oh, I watched this Serbian film. Uh-huh. So he was, he said it was the most evil movie he had ever seen. Uh-huh. And I was just like, that's that's a fucking statement. That like, is, yeah. So he was like, dude, I, I think he said not to watch it or he wouldn't recommend it or whatever. But it got me curious. I was like, fuck, I want to watch it now. But instead, I just Googled it because he was like, I don't want to give too much away, but I, you know, I'm so used to Edward spoiling movies for me. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I just. (laughs) (laughs) You just went on Wikipedia and read it. Yeah, I just went in and it is fucked. It is fucking sick, dude. There's some fucked Mm. up themes in that movie Mm -hmm. from what I heard. And uh, I kind of. Honestly, now I don't want to watch it, but really, like it's that. Yeah, that like bad. I don't oh, want to see. I don't want to see that shit. Whatever, mm. I'll tell you about it later because I don't want to talk about it or ruin right. it for anyone. But man, it's it's a fucked up movie from what it from what I read about it. I think the last time I saw a movie, I don't know if you ever got to watch it, where people were like, "Oh, people were fainting in the theaters." It was that movie Flesh a few years ago, where that girl she she. Uh, <gasps> She gets the t- she wants a taste of meat or something or of uh, human mm-hmm. flesh. That's a good movie. I'm, I know, but I wasn't like I, I saw it and I was like, oh, that. I think it was called Raw. Or something. Oh yeah, 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 Raw. You're yeah, right, Raw. you're right. I knew it was something to that effect. Yeah, and then her spoiler alert: her and her fan. She finds out like she she comes from like a, a line of uh, cannibals, right? Like something her, to that effect. Yeah, and she gets a taste for meat. They grew up vegetarian. Her mom tried to keep her like a vegetarian, and then she went to some like retreat where she got a taste of meat and then mm-hmm. it just like ignited her. Mm-hmm. Isn't she like eating her sister's finger or something? Uh, I, I don't remember that much. I think, I think she's in college or yeah. something, right? Have you seen it? Ugo? I haven't. No. Oh dude, it's, it's yeah, actually a good. good. One? Yeah. It's huh. pretty good. Yeah. I think the only reason I even thought about it was because, um, they were saying in Paris where I don't know, I'm not sure if that's where it's from, but it's a foreign film. They were saying people were like, you know, going all crazy in the movie theater. They couldn't take it fainting and whatnot. Yeah. But anything happened like that with um, whatever happened to baby Jane? Um, I think just more so like the the idea of all the drama between the, the two actresses. Can you sing the song in the movie? Uh, um, the, I'm writing letters to daddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I've written a letter <laughs> to daddy. Yeah. That was, yeah. Even that, I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> Dude, yeah. We're, we're going to get into it. I want to get into it for sure because I have so much to say about the movie. Yeah. I just want to say real quick, though, when when he said the name of the movie, I was like, right away, I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to watch this. But I, I should stop being like that. And I hate that I'm like that. I don't know why a title affects me so much, but just whatever happened to baby Jane, I, I guess I was like uh, thinking of a baby, like an actual baby. Like John Bonet like, Ramsey. Like Rosemary's yeah. Baby or something. Ooh, we should watch that one. Rosemary's I Baby. I would love to watch I've never Rosemary's seen it. Baby. It's, I never it's have really either. good. I like it a lot. 
it's on um it's streaming somewhere like it's I'm available. sure it is yeah. yeah you know and another thing that i really appreciate about these movies so i like a lot of people are look at horror as a genre as a whole it can be cheap right you know because mm-hmm. so, there's a ton of movies out there just that are just like slasher films they're it's torture porn whatever but when it's done right like this movie there's so much more beneath the surface of what the film is actually saying you know mm-hmm. you can you can actually pick it apart and be like and, I, and i'm gonna do that a little bit in the detail about some of the things that i pulled away from it that it, it's in my opinion was commentating on society and probably at the time and, and things that are still going on uh today mm-hmm. with women especially and uh I, th- I think that's why i really appreciate horror because when it's done correctly you you take this genre that can be entertaining because it has you know killing and all these different things and you take these um socio sociological um things that are happening in the world or uh maybe it's even in, happening in your neighborhood and, and it's something that you want to talk about and you want to express as an individual and you just plant it in that genre and you have this really entertaining movie that has a, a profound message that um somebody's watching and inadvertently absorbing and they're like oh you know i get i get the point you're trying to make through this fucking horror movie because yep. it was entertaining so that's why i like i really mm-hmm. like horror films mm-hmm. because as a as a fan i do appreciate the um you know slasher aspect you know not everyone has to be this deep intellectual film but at the same time i do appreciate the movies that are like that like Jor- what jordan peele's doing with the get out and mm-hmm. and us and stuff like that so yeah that's why i appreciate the genre and it's, a great, it's a great pick i, I will say this movie had a really great ending Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, we'll get to it, but yeah, I, I, that's, that's what made me like it a lot. I was like, oh, I was not expecting that type of thing. So before we jump in all the movie talk, I mean, we kind of already were. Um, how oh, yeah. was your How's your week been? Uh, it was uh, well. Uh, I had the, I had a, we had a funeral, so oh yeah, sorry um, to hear about that. Yeah, my wife's grandma passed away, and, and I felt kind our of condolences, sp- Valerie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I felt kind of special because they made me one of the pallbearers. So because it was all her grandsons, and then me. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you guys have been to many funerals. I've been to a few. But when I, I was sitting there and I was thinking and, like, I'm not very emotional. But, like, I'll sit there and think, like, what if it was this person or what if it was this person? Mm-hmm. And that's when I start getting emotional. Like, I'm like, man, what if it was, like, my parents or something? And then I don't know why. And then my brain just starts, like, going off on this whole scenario of what if it was me and, you know, my mom or dad. What would I be saying up there or who, who you know, blah, blah, blah. But no, it was it was a nice funeral, and we uh, when we were in the uh, I don't know what it's called when you're behind the hearse, the little mm-hmm. car line. Uh, yeah, they took her through like I guess all the places she grew up and whatnot. That's what my oh, wife. That's, cool. was, that's what Valerie right. was telling me. That's so cool. that's good. That oh, and then also just like Joseph, I celebrated Valerie's birthday like the next day. So oh. um, you know, it went from sad to a good day, I guess you could say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Well, that's good that you're thinking about all that stuff because that's what uh you know when people pass away because you know I had my boss passed away not that long ago and it really de- that's what death really really does is kind of put things in a perspective for you and and you're like you know you were thinking about your family because that's gonna happen one day yeah. you know yeah. and it's it just you know for me for what it does when it happens turned off. i'll turn it back on what it for me what it does is just it puts things in a perspective and it's like oh i i need to appreciate my 
family more. I need to appreciate my friends more. I need to quit mm -hmm. taking things so serious because we have a limited amount of time on this planet. Yeah. And, uh, I, I want to enjoy that as much as I, as, as much as I can for sure. Yeah. It's a, it's usually a good reality check, mm -hmm. you know, to remind you that things aren't forever. And a lot of times we, we tend to focus on the most like minute things, mm -hmm. good or bad. And, um, yeah. So a lot of those times it's, like I said, it's like a, it's a reality check, but it's a, it's a good one to just kind of like shake you up and, and remind you of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's kind of nice to reflect mm -hmm. in that way. I thought you were going to say when you're thinking about people, you're like, I thought about you in that grave and I just started laughing. I <laughs> imagine myself like scooping dirt on top of you. <laughs> I'll be like that. You see, have you seen that picture where that guy's in front of that grave? Oh, He's like yeah. posing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What did the uh, what, what does it usually say? It's like the oh, uh, it's kind. It's uh, the way I take it. It's basically you're happy something's dead. Or no, but there's dead. one, and it was like your girlfriend's best friend when you die. <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. all like, "Are your girlfriend's best friend at your funeral or something so, like that?" I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. <laughs> oh, but so then yesterday we had um, I had my family over. We had barbecue, and it's weird because my littlest brother, um, I bought him drinks. And he's only he's 22, but like I was that was the first time I bought a, a younger brother alcohol, and I was like, man, he's not a baby no more. Yeah. It's so weird, you know, because oh, be, oh, that's right, because we were celebrating his birthday, Valerie's birthday, and then he was also introducing us to his new girlfriend. What's your brother's name? Jesse. Jesse, happy birthday, Jesse. Probably not listening, but if you are, and Valerie too, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, y'all. But yeah, so he, we, I bought him some, or oh, actually, Valerie bought him Coronas, but. Yeah, it's just weird because I'm like, man, you're, you're like grown, but whatever. Yeah. I was like, this is what Joseph feels like every Friday. <laughs> you met his flavor of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What'd you do when you meet his girlfriend? She's like, hi, I'm Holly. You're like, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I was, uh, I was nice. I was nice. You act all tough. Like she reaches in to give you a hug. And you're like, oh, I didn't say you could hug me. <laughs> What are you doing? Why are you just assuming things? Huh? No, he, is he, that how he, you're going to be? He told, he told us that uh, before she showed up, he's like, no, I told her. He's like, my brothers are quiet. He's like, yeah, I worry about my sisters. <laughs> uh, it's just pretty true because all the boys are pretty chill. The girls are the wild ones. How many uh, siblings are y'all? Five. So I got, two, I got two brothers and two sisters. Nice. So when I, like, I knew, I don't know how, I've known Edward for a couple of years now for like, up until like last year, I found out he had a sister, another sister, and like two other brothers. I was like, "What?" Like, right. It's like I never, you've never even talked about these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I because I, Joseph, I know him through. I met him through his little brother, and then, uh, you know, then I found out they had a sister. So that was it. Yeah. I don't ever like. Yeah. I'm just not the type of person to be like, "Oh yeah, I hung out with my friends." Which to your life today, and stuff, yeah. yeah. But no, it was good yesterday. It was good. That's good. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Good to hear it. Google? Um, there was also a birthday in my uh, immediate circle. My best friend, Roxy. Oh. Turned 30. Happy birthday, the Roxy. The big 3-0. Happy birthday, Usually sis. they say they're 26 when they turn 30. Yeah. No, no. It's 30. Did y'all? Yeah. What did y'all do for her? Um, so she lives in Del Rio, so I, we didn't do anything on her actual birthday. But she went up to San Antonio for the day mm -hmm. with... Uh, like her husband, they have a like another couple that they're friends with, so they wanted to just go up to like, well, they went up to the zoo to take their baby to like see the zoo, 
And um, it was their first outing, like, leaving Del Rio. Mm-hmm. So they were really like, okay, yeah, we finally feel a little more comfortable, you know, taking all the precautions, right? Mm-hmm. So I told her, well, how about we go meet y'all for dinner and we surprise Roxy? You know, she won't know that me and uh, my friend Andrea, the one who liked the picture. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we were like, yeah, let's just go and surprise her. Okay, cool. So we did that yesterday. Oh, that's and, nice. Uh, yeah, it was chill. It was nice. Um, other than that, yeah, it was a pretty normal week. Nothing too exciting. That's cool. Yeah. Me, I guess I'll jump to me. Yeah, what'd you do? Oh, well, luckily, I'm on vacation, Ooh. so yeah. So I did. Are whole, you still on vacation? Yeah. Oh, nice. Until I go uh, Thursday. I go back Thursday. Oh, nice. Oh, shit. Cool. So, so yeah. part, partying tonight or what? Wednesday. Yeah, let's go. Shit. <laughs> Wednesday to Wednesday. Yeah. So uh, Wednesday, we left to the beach for South Padre. Let's go to and, the beach. And uh, we're there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Came back early. Well, not early. We came back midday Saturday. Got, mm-hmm. got in around like six or seven. So. It was cool, man. It was a good time. I was telling Ugo, like, it just, it flew by, honestly. We were there, and we just, like, were on the beach and just chilling and having a good time. And um, it's interesting because they have signs, but not posted everywhere. So you can't have canopies anymore. You can only have, like, single um, uh, umbrella uh-huh. things. And I'm assuming because they want to limit the amount of people that are in a group mm. together. Mm-hmm. So you can't have canopies. They told you to wear your mask on the beach, which nobody did. And myself included. I'm sorry. I'm guilty. But we were we stayed away from everybody. You know, mm. we weren't ever near any people. But I, I thought it was that if you're doing any kind of outdoor activity, you don't need to be masked. I, I, the sign I read, it said... I think it said if you're... I don't know. It said something about masks, though. Like, mm. have your masks if you're not... Yeah doing something um but yeah it, it was nice it was good there wasn't a whole lot of people because you know obviously it's not summertime and mm-hmm. you know it's not and arissa took all these precautions she lysoled and wiped down everything with like like um the lysol wipes and mm-hmm. everything that you would touch so like handles and you know we brought Smart. our own sheets and stuff so we didn't sleep on theirs and um, it was good, you know, felt safe when I made a couple of trips to HEB and just bought food. We ate out once and we didn't go in the restaurant. We just got ordered takeout. Um, so it was good. It was nice. It was just a nice little getaway. Nice. And, um, yeah, so that, that was fun. We came back. Um, while I was there. I made some cool little videos with the for the, mm-hmm. for the Instagram. I don't know if you guys yeah, saw those were them nice. or yeah. not. Uh, yeah, it, it was, I, I had fun cause I've been getting the itch to film again and, and uh, I told Arissa, she, bless her heart, she doesn't like doing that stuff. Like, she doesn't like being on camera. Mm-hmm. But she, you know, she does a good job, in my opinion, for for me, like, kind of, like, twisting her arm to do it. She's like, I told you to leave your equipment at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. No, no she's, so, she's super supportive. She's like, yeah, bring your gimbal, bring your camera, we'll go shoot something. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, good. She's in the mood to film. Mm-hmm. But sometimes she's, she's not. Like, every time... She, she's in she's been in a couple of things i've made and every time she is i kind of have to like force her to it depends on the mood yeah uh, and, I, and i was just like joking with her and i was like why can't you just why why don't you want to be like a fucking influencer i was like do you know how much easier do you know right. how rich we would be if you just wanted to be an influencer and fucking take pictures of your ass and, <laughs> and make videos that's like, the way to do it that's the way like I, I don't know. Like I was joking, but also I was like serious. Like if if I did like was married to somebody who wanted to do that, like mm-hmm. we'd have like the best fucking IG account in my opinion, if that were the case. But anyways, uh, it was cool. I had fun doing that. So overall, nice vacation. I'm glad to be. I, it is nice to be home with you guys, getting to do the podcast. So nice. 
yeah always look forward to this yeah it's fun it's good 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 stuff um you watch anything else besides this movie or um i watched the movie what we do in the shadows i had never seen that i watched the tv show super funny if you haven't seen it it's the vampires right? yeah it's really really funny taika Taika waititi jermaine clement um they also did the movie and they were in it like they were uh they starred in the movie um it's the similar format it's like a mockumentary but um one takes place in new york and the other or the tv shows in new york and the movies in new zealand Mm. um so yeah i saw that um i started watching this hulu show that's the uh, the book of monsters or no monsterland monsterland is what it's called where it's an anthology every episode is a different story it's it's not bad the first one i saw was kind of creepy it was um it wasn't necessarily like anything super monsterish it was a little supernatural um but yeah the ending was just like really disturbing and it's good it was a it's a hulu original what's it so, called um monsterland Hmm. yeah you know what i it reminds me just this morning arissa and i watched this uh hulu original called pure it's a, it's one of their like horror films mm. and <laughs> pure pure oh pure pure like oh, something yeah. is pure mm-hmm. and the premise is this family this father with his two daughters and one's black one's white are going to this like a church outing thing Mm -hmm. i I mean these things exist but it's like where the the fathers take their daughters to have this like ceremony where they sign these purity contracts and all this like you know these things do exist and (laughs) not for me right (laughs) and it was it was funny it was it was fine it wasn't a horrible movie but i would equate the equate it to the uh like a hallmark version like hulu it was hallmark version of a horror movie okay like it just had this aesthetic and the acting wasn't that great and it the the film obviously had a message they were trying to like yeah uh, push um it it was okay it was short it was like an hour and 20 25 minutes so for what it was worth it was like you know it was okay to watch it wasn't horrible or anything Mm -hmm. but it was it was kind of cheesy at some points but it was interesting. You oh, so you watched the whole thing though? Yeah, we finished uh, it. We watched the whole thing through. Uh, what about you, Edward? No, I was, anything? I was gonna say. Um, so when my family was over, my dad, we were, we just got done barbecuing on the pit, and he wanted to like go sit down, take a rest, whatever. So he's like, "Can I watch something?" I was like, "Yeah." So I put it on Netflix. We started. Uh, I put him on Grand Torino, and I hadn't seen that movie since it came out. But I was like, I don't know if you remember it well. I was like, eh, mm-hmm. "It's not some great acting in here." But coming from which actors? <laughs> those uh, I don't know what they're called. But, <laughs> don't, uh, don't say it. Anyways, don't call him what he called them. <laughs> zipper heads. <God. laughs> That's what he called them. Anyways, God. No, damn. okay. But I was thinking. I was like, you know what? Even in his other movie, um, The Mule, there wasn't great acting in that too in some parts. But I'm wondering. I wonder if that's something Clint Eastwood does. Like he's like, I got some actual actors and I got some amateur actors. I don't know. Maybe. Because I, I feel like in some of his movies, that's what he does. That's what I do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what, kind, what kind of amateur actors? <laughs> all, all amateur. <laughs> but uh, Oh, and then also, so Elena on Tubi, she likes to just, she goes to search types and horses. She found this one, I'm assuming it's from uh, Germany, 
because I didn't see it until, you know, I was walking by the TV and I thought, you know, if you've ever watched something and the lips don't match up with the words. Mm. And then I realized, I was like, oh, this is like a dubbed movie. But I was waiting for her to complain, like, to tell me it didn't look right. But she didn't. She watched the whole thing. She never noticed huh? it. Yeah. Well, she noticed something with the barn doors. Remember, you sent me a video. Oh, yeah. So remember I told you yeah. I, was, I was teaching her to be, well, I'm not teaching her, but she, she hears me, like, complaining or talking about it, And then. She just happened to say that, uh, and she's like, look, that girl's not even doing it. There's someone back there, like, they were trying to hide it. Yeah. And I was impressed, because I didn't even catch that. I was like, yeah. oh, wow. But, yeah, real picky junior. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and I was uh, I was telling Valerie, I was like, yeah, it's almost like a Bruce Lee movie, you know, like, where they're talking, but it's dubbed over. I was like, oh, it's over. And they're talking, it's dubbed over, but um, Elena's still watching it. And she's like, oh, just leave her alone. I was like, all right. And she And she was watching it again today. She liked it. Damn. Yeah. But What's it about? Horses. I mean, honestly, anything with horses is like a sell. She's all her. about it. Yeah, nice. she's she's like crazy about horses, which is funny because that was like the first movie she found on TV. It was called Horse Crazy. <laughs> There's a horse crazy. One, two, and three. She she's saw like, all of them. It's me. <laughs> I, I kid you not, dude. She, I'm horse crazy. She loves horses, and she acts like a horse every day. Does That's, she call you Edward, or what does she call you? Uh, it depends on who's around. Okay, when people are around. Um, Ed or Edward. She's like, I'm horse crazy, Ed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, you're all sit down. I had to like, tell her okay. yesterday. You no, know, I had to tell her the other day when my family was over because you just we were playing we were playing board games and all of a sudden you hear like, oh, I can't hear it on here. It was like, like on the on the. I knew what she was doing, and I was like, babe, I was like, baby, do that later. I was like, when we have a company right now, and she looked like she was all sad. I felt bad. You know, she's like, oh, I she can't doing? do it later. She, she, she just pretends to be a horse because oh, okay. she's been to horse camp a couple of years in a row. But like, so she'll, she'll <laughs> she's sit. like obsessed with horses. She is. Right? Yeah. That's cute. So she'll, she knows like, she'll be like, I'm trotting, I'm galloping. I've, there's like four different mm. types of things that they do, but that's all she does in the living room just the whole time. <laughs> that's funny. I remember there was like some random trend where people would like run on all fours and -hmm. because they were mimicking horses they're like it's more um like i don't know if it's ergonomic or what the word is but it's like better for your body it doesn't give you as much like back problems and really looking at that i'm like that looks like nothing but back problems like (laughs) that looks like a horrible way to run i hate fucking bear crawling and like dude the girl in the video i'll find it and show it to you like she was jumping over Mm. an entire table Mm-hmm. like doing it that way wow. I'm like dude like she got really into it so <laughs> i've typed in girl horse video and it don't look nothing like that oh um, shit. not the ones that i've seen <laughs> get ready edward you're gonna have elena running around like that on all fours and shit <laughs> like running to school why didn't yeah. you want to <laughs> how do horses eat you have to put that <laughs> yeah that thing in her mouth she's gonna want to yeah. start eating like that and shit yeah <laughs> She'll correct me too. Oh like God. I don't know nothing about horses, and she'll correct me if I'm wrong about something. It's pretty funny. That's good, man. Like for Christmas, she wants a lead rope. I don't know if you know what that is. Hmm. So it's basically just like a rope. So they're like inside their little. I don't know what you call it, like a little pin. Mm-hmm. And the person's in the middle, and it's a rope that they hold, and they just go in circles with the mm-hmm. with the horse. Mm-hmm. It's called a lead rope, and that's what she wants. So that so that we could put it on her and walk her around. <laughs> for real? Yeah. <laughs> it's called the leash. And, well, kidding. maybe for a dog. Hell right? yeah. That's yeah, funny, she's dude. <laughs> she's like, I want to go to Zoker Park and I want you to use this with me. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. That's funny. 
Oh my god. Oliver, what did you watch this week? He was uh he was acting wild this week. Oliver, we're talking to you. I love that he's just staring at the chair. He's just like, fuck off. All right, guys. Well, let's jump into the movie. Cool. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? Yeah. Whatever happened? Whatever happened? Um, I, I think we know. <laughs> I took some notes. Now we know. And there were some fun facts about this whole thing before we go through it. Let's hear them. Um, so... Joan Crawford was born in San Antonio, Texas, Oh, is yeah. one of the fun facts. So she is a native Texan, and apparently she had a like Texan accent for a really long time, and when she wanted to get into the movies, that's a big no-no. So she had to change her accent and eventually lost it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Betty Davis was the first female president of the Academy, like the Academy of Motion Pictures. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if you've ever heard the term, fasten your seatbelts, it's going to be a bumpy night. Mm-hmm. Um, Betty Davis is the one who said that in a movie called All About Eve, which is also a super, super good movie. It's um, 1950, something. it was before this one, before Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, and Betty Davis is just like, she's fantastic in that movie. She gives a good performance. She's really good performance. What put, um, her, what put her on the map? Do you know the movie or she was just one of those like she started acting really early her and joan crawford they were both super early on into acting um betty davis won oscars right away like whenever they first started she was one of the first winners um i think she was like the i don't know it was like before the 20th oscar she had already won two or something like that um yeah so she i mean she was just in a bunch of movies um hello hi uh, Oliver's right next to the. Well, the Oscars back then, like how they are now, like it's like okay, actors no. vote for actors. Oh yeah, yeah, it's always been like that. But there were like five categories. There was not, it was not as long as it is now. Mm-hmm. Like the first Oscar ceremony took like fifteen minutes. Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. It was really short. It wasn't as glamorous as it is. No, today. I mean it was recognized as like a big deal, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as what it is now. Oh. Like it's way different now. Um. Okay, so this is a good one. Joan was a slave to the Hollywood system in that she was very much about doing whatever it took to fit in to the like typical Hollywood actress of the time. Um, they mention it in Feud, and I looked it up to see if it was true. Feud, by the way, is an FX original series of... Div- it. it it's supposed to document different historical feuds throughout history. So like this season, the first season was about Betty Davis and Joan Crawford creating whatever happened to baby Jane. The next season is supposed to be about uh, princess Diana and uh, Prince mm-hmm. Charles, like when they were going through their divorce. So the first season, like I said, it was about whatever happened to baby Jane and these two actresses, they mentioned it in feud. Joan Crawford apparently had, all of her molars removed. Oh, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it would, like, give you the appearance of having Cheek bigger bones. cheekbones. Like, your cheek would just naturally, like, cave in mm-hmm. into your mouth. Oh, wow. And she that's true. I looked it up, and that really Oh, it's did. called buckle. The buckle. Oh, yeah, she really did do that. She really did have all her teeth, rem- or her four molars removed so she could have that, mm-hmm. like, look. And, I mean, she was known for cheekbones. She was known for her eyebrows, like... Her defined facial features. But the issue with that, real quick, was that if you don't have those, 
it the the bone deteriorates and i think you're i think you just your jaw just yeah, drops off or you're not supposed to remove teeth like that you know if it's causing a problem obviously you can get those removed but you're not supposed like they have purposes you know like our teeth are in our bodies for a reason um yeah she uh she also had freckles she had a bunch of freckles and you never really got to notice because she purposely would cover them up like mm. again just trying to have this perfect image and um yeah then she eventually lost her texan accent betty davis however was a complete opposite she was a rebel she was somebody who was like screw the system i'm gonna do it however mm. i want like there was one when she was signed to i think mgm they told her to uh, to dye her hair mm. a different color and she was like but i don't want to and they're like that's great go do it and so she did just to show the the studio producer once he saw it she went right back and said dye it back yeah like he saw it that's all i needed to do you know and she was like super method actress like very much took on all of her roles very seriously she played uh queen elizabeth the first and I guess the hairstyle back then was your hairline was super far back, or maybe that's just how the queen had it and everybody had to copy it. So she like shaved her hair far back so it could be, you know, authentic. And anyway, so yeah, she was, um, she was very much a a rebellious actress, but again, like super well-known people loved her. You could compare her to Meryl Mm -hmm. Streep right now, you know? Um, Well, the way they made it, the way they made it seem in feud is that Betty Davis had the talent Joan Crawford had the beauty. Right. Yeah. So whatever happened to baby Jane came up because Joan Crawford had read the book and she was already really interested in it. It's based off of the novel, whatever happened to baby Jane. And she was like, this sounds like a great movie. At this point, it had already been a couple years since they had done films for both of them. Mm-hmm. Betty Davis kind of kept up her image. She was doing plays. She was appearing on some TV shows, but she was really into doing Broadway. And at the time, she was on a play in Broadway called The Night of the Iguana. And it's a Tennessee Williams play. And um, Joan Crawford went to the show, went backstage and told Betty Davis, this is true, this was in Feud, but this is, really did happen. Mm-hmm. And said, you know, I think this should be made into a movie. Read the book. And I want you to have the title role of Baby Jane. And Betty Crawford is just looking at her like, what's the catch? Mm -hmm. You know, like, you're a big movie star. I'm a big movie star. You're offering me the title role? Like, why? You know? And so, um, yeah, then they, they got the movie filmed and it is what it is now. So... Yeah, you know, I, I think let's, we should talk about the movie itself. I, want, I, I really want to hear what y'all thought about it. I'm really intrigued. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you want to go first, Edward? Yeah. Um, are we going to give away what happens or no? Yeah. Or, spoiler or, alert. Okay. This movie's from the 60s. So, <laughs> like, I don't think Which we're going to spoil it for anybody. Um, yeah. So basically, the, the quick synopsis is that there's two sisters. They grew up. One was famous when she was little. Her fame faded. And while hers was fading, the other sister's was gaining momentum there's a i guess uh, there's like a car wreck mm-hmm. they crash into their gates at their home it makes it seem like at least that's how i took in the beginning it made it seem like the girl who played baby jane 
he and her sister out of you know envy, jealousy, whatever. So you got these two sisters who are now old. Uh, they haven't done movies in a really long time. Um, like they're living in their old mansion. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just basically existing homebodies. Yeah, that they're not doing yeah. anything. Because uh, baby Jane, she takes care of her. Is she older or younger sister? Um, she's, she's older. Older. Yeah, she's taking care of her older sister, who is now like a. Like, she's crippled in a wheelchair, pretty much. She's mm-hmm. stuck in her house all the time. And so Baby Jane takes care of her. But, you know, uh, her her sister who's who's in a wheelchair, she's still getting all this fame. And people still love her because they show her old movies here and there once in a while. And, you know, Baby Jane still gets upset about all that stuff. And anyway, she wants to be, I guess she wants to revive her career type of thing. And she's, she mm-hmm. wants to... uh she wants to remain relevant is at least how I took it because well, again like or what? No, yeah, she does, but also she's fucking like descending into madness. 100%. Oh, <laughs> definitely. Like, yeah. Definitely. You know, that's like a she starts getting disillusioned in my opinion that she can uh revive her career and mm-hmm. you know, puts out an ad to find a musician or whatever. And the amount that she's paying him is ridiculous. I looked it up. What would that be in today's dollars? Mm-hmm. It was something like um, it's like four hundred dollars a month, and it equated to like like seven thousand dollars a month. Oh wow! Like it was an insane amount of money. That's um, ridiculous. But yeah, so what were you saying? That's pretty Keep much it. Yeah. No, oh, oh, before I continue though, I remember finishing this movie and I told Joseph I was like, the movie's good. I was like, but it's one of those movies like Home Alone, where like the invention of a cell phone it would make this movie really irrelevant. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, no, so okay, so. Baby Jane, she starts to pretty much hold her sister hostage because she finds out that uh, she wants to. Ha- the sister uh, wants to have Baby Jane pretty much like institutionalized, mm-hmm. right? And they, they she wants to sell the house, and Baby Jane's like, "I bought this house, my you know me and Daddy, and you know my career when I was mm-hmm. little bought this house type of thing." And um, the the whole time I'm like, "Why does this sister put up with Baby Jane?" You know, it's like she's the reason that you're crippled. She's she's not famous anymore. She she contributes nothing, takes your money. Mm-hmm. You know, but and, she's a nice one. Yeah, and she's nice. And it's like, why do you put up with but her? But that's why, because she's the nice one. Oh yeah. no, well, I, well, I'm, but I'm saying like until at the you end, figure it out. Yeah, until yeah. you figure it out at the end. But yeah, and uh, I don't, I don't know. I feel just and then the neighbors, right? Which, mm-hmm. if it's true, so that's Betty Davis's daughter, right? Who plays the neighbor, the neighbor's daughter? Um, is it? Yeah, because that's what they remember. say. That's from her. She's in a feud. In a feud, um, they make fun of her because she can't act. I don't remember. You don't remember? Okay. Yeah. Well, there's a neighbor, right? And the neighbor's daughter. That's supposedly Betty Davis's daughter. But which fun fact in the TV show Feud, um, Betty Davis's daughter is played by Sally Draper. Uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, Sabrina the Teenager. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Karina. Kier- Kiernan Kiernan, Shipka. Yeah. Yeah. Some... yeah it's her. Some random um, ass fucking. Yeah, she's got. A, she does have a weird name though. Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. Is she Kiernan. older now or no? Yeah, she's like. I mean, she's like twenty. When was that made? Twenty seventeen. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was really recent. Oh okay okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, but yeah. so so. Then baby Jane starts doing stuff to, you know, irritate her sister. Like, she's like, I'm gonna clean out the bird cage, and next thing you know, she comes in with like her lunch or dinner and. Fucking mm-hmm. yeah, she opens it up and it's the fucking the dead, dead bird. bird. It's well, a mashed potatoes. She starts torturing her. Yeah. yeah, that's what it. So that's why. <clears throat> so for me, when the movie started, it was there was all these things happening, like the car accident thing, and 
And uh, I was curious why they were like really mysterious about it. And I was just like, oh, why'd they shoot it that way? Because you, mm-hmm. you never see anybody, right? You see mm-hmm. somebody walk up to the gate. You see the gas pedal. You see all these things. Um, but you don't actually see it, what happened. You, you know, you put it together. And then you see the crippled sister. And then you see the way uh, Betty Davis's character is acting. And you just assume, oh, okay, she tried to kill her. Right, yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's what everyone assumes, right? Because yeah. they even talk about it outside of... Um, Outside of the, the household, there's people that, that speculate, and yeah, she tried to kill her, but the Hollywood, the the studio covered it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, okay, where, where are we going with this? Because it was still, that's a still an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. But then once, like I was saying, Betty Davis starts like descending into madness, she's, she, and she quite literally starts going like insane. And then you realize, oh, she's got mental problems because Joan Crawford's like, oh, I need to get a hold of Dr. So-and-so, and... But like you were saying, Edward, so my whole thing, like I bought the reason she was being nice because I was like, oh, she's the sweet one. She's she's like America's sweetheart. That's mm-hmm. her, the character they portrayed her. Mm-hmm. She's she's beloved. Everyone loved her. Even when she was a little kid, you know, um, baby Jane's like, I want ice cream. And she's just like. I don't want any ice cream. Yeah. yeah. And the dad gets super pissed <laughs> at her. Pissed. Yeah. And so, yeah, and then that lady's just like, there's going to be a time when you're old enough to don't take it out on them, or I don't know, she tells yeah, her something, yeah. right? So she, so I bought that. I was like, okay, she's she's the sweet one. She's a nice one. Um, and that's why she's putting up with all this bullshit. But then it, things get really out of hand because she essentially becomes captive. She becomes a, a captive in her own home. Mm-hmm. Her sister's cashing her checks and uh, leaves her confined and starts starving her. They're making her voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah mimicking her voice and placing orders and she's she's starving her and and jane is a drunk you know she drinks all the time and yeah yeah and she looks crazy i mean she's literally wearing one of her old outfits that she used to perform in and has those little curls she used to have she has the makeup it's black and white so you can't really tell but but they're like i can tell she has the makeup uh uh-huh like she has like clown makeup on right essentially white face and yeah Mm -hmm. a little heart mole and she even acts like a kid too you know she's even it's like you could tell she's like okay this person was really fucked up and never grew out of this that's what I was saying. This I feel like this movie's kind of like commentating on the 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 the, the child the aspect of child stardom because in reality and it still happens to this day a lot of child stars go insane. Mm-hmm. You know, they they uh they rebel. It, yeah, and their careers don't don't ever live up to the hype that that they're um that they started off as, you know, they 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 um burn bright in the early in their careers and then they burn out before they even become adults a lot of them i'm not saying that applies to every child stuff. right yeah but you know and it, and it really it makes you and it made me think of the system it's like okay what well, why does this happen and it also it, it, it doesn't mean like every does that mean every child star is fucked up in the head no it's this like system that kind of takes advantage of them and mm-hmm. throws them a shitload of money and then that corrupts them and their cover. It also corrupts their parents because a lot of the time these kids have issues with their parents who control mm-hmm. their funds mm-hmm. or push them to make these movies. Um, that, that was just one thing that I, I picked up on that I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, this mm-hmm. is like, I feel like this is commentating on, on uh, you know, child stardom and how it affects mm-hmm. people in their adulthood. And they crave attention. Like <clears throat> Baby Jane, she's like, you might recognize me. And those mm-hmm. people are like, Ugh. I've never fucking heard of you. Yeah, like, who the hell are you? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot there's a lot to uh, unpack in that movie. There's some like I said, um, then she starts murdering people. <laughs> yeah, straight up, just like you know what, you're in the way of my plan. 
I'll just get rid of you. I'll kill you. You know? Mm-hmm. One thing I didn't like, but I get why it happened. I guess I didn't like it because it was so frustrating how every fucking time Joan Crawford was on the verge of getting out of her grips, there was just always something that stopped it. Yeah. <laughs> From her throwing the note out the window oh, to mm-hmm. baby Jane finding it to calling the doctor and then she calls the doctor right back. He's like, I was just out the door. Like she caught him just before he left. Yeah. Like yeah. all these little little coincidences, little things that happen that just really like when she leaves and then the maid goes into the house and takes forever to find her and i'm like bitch you would have got to her before 100 percent. she she can only be in one spot right so she's out running around town and then she comes back and she still isn't in her having like a super long monologue giving Mm -hmm. her time giving jane time to like come and hit her on the head yeah yeah yeah. Uh, it, it was like I said, I, and I get why they did it. I I, I completely understand. It's dramatic. Yeah. yeah, it was, but it was so frustrating. Like I said, I think I just disliked it because it frustrated me so much. I was mm-hmm. just like, no. But that's what a good movie does, you know. It it dangles what could you be. get invested. Yeah, yeah. It dangles this like potential of her escaping right in front of you, and then right when you you think she's gonna get it, nope, whoosh, pulls it right out from under you. Yep. So that's one thing I liked about the movie. There's a part where she's eating that chocolate, and I was like. I can tell she's eating chocolate, but she's not eating chocolate. You know what I'm talking about? Where she opens with that little mm-hmm. joint. She's like, <laughs> those, uh, what are those called? Those bonbons? Bon- I don't know what they were. Yeah, but I was like, that's pretty good. What, what are the ones that are wrapped in gold, though? Uh, oh, the Godivas? The no, Ferrero no. Rocher. Rocher, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what she was eating. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what I was like. Oh, is that what those are? No. Right. I don't know. Have they been, have they been around that long? <laughs> I, did, I, they did, might. I, did. I don't know. I was thinking she gave her a bird and then she gave her a rat, right? Yeah. She gave her, she served no, her up a well, rat. She, yeah. she served her the bird. Then she brought her real food, like chicken. Oh, that's right. she didn't eat it because mm-hmm. she thought it might have been something else. Yeah. And then she brought her the rat. When she yeah. ate it, she's like, see, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. That's right. yeah and then yeah. when she brought her the next meal, it was like a rat. Yeah, to torture And she, she waits outside the door. She says something. She's like, eat your din-din before it gets cold. She goes, there's then, rats in yeah. the cellar or yeah. something. Yeah. And it's a big old rat, too. Yeah. yeah. And that's early on when she's still kind of just like psychologically right. tormenting mm-hmm. her yeah, sister. Yeah, because it's, to me, it was such a... It was such an interesting back and forth between them because, again, you would think that she would sympathize with the fact that she did this to her sister, but she drops hints every now and then saying, like, I don't remember that. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the accident, you know? Yeah. She's like, I remember being drunk, but I don't remember driving. Yeah. You know, she drops little hints every once in a while, but you're like, oh, whatever. You're crazy. Like, yeah. why am I going to believe you? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to talk about things that aren't not nice. Or she says something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, they just had this really weird back and forth. And um, uh, Joan Crawford, uh, uh, Blanche was her name. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blanche. Yeah. Yeah. Blanche. Like, yeah. Um, Save me. Whenever she, uh, <laughs> whenever the cops are on her. Right. And like, she's a. Uh, she has this, again, this odd kind of sadness for her sister that I guess we take it as she's feeling upset that her sister has gone crazy or that, you know, mm-hmm. I got famous and you didn't, right. you know, or like my, my fame was long lasting because baby Jane was only popular when vaudeville was a thing, you know, and vaudeville for people who don't know was like some of the earliest forms of stage entertainment. So, 
before Broadway was what it is now, it was what vaudeville is. He used to call it the vaudeville follies and a lot of, um, you know, big stars got their, got their start there. Mm -hmm. And I actually think in real life, Joan Crawford got her start there. Oh, really? If I'm not mistaken. Um, just like dancing in the background, you know, nothing back then they didn't really do like, Oh, this is the main singer we're here to see. It's like, Oh, we're here to see the dancing troupe of blah, blah, blah. Mm Um, with the exception of little kids, because they would have like, oh, again, there was like a baby Jane back then, you know? And yeah, I mean, people were obsessed. They'd go and pay big money to see it and see the performance. So I think Joan Crawford kind of had like a, or Blanche, I should say, um, had a almost a sadness kind of like saying, I didn't mean to get famous. I just did. Right. You know, and I feel bad that you didn't. That's how we understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, or at least I, yeah. that's how I was looking at it. That's how I took it, yeah. So, yeah, um, then you find out later on uh, that that wasn't necessarily the case. The complete truth. I still think there were some elements to that. But, yeah. Yeah, so I was I was conflicted towards the end because they drop a bombshell. And like I said, this is a huge spoiler alert. This is how the movie ends. So, if you're listening and you don't want to know, I'm sorry. Fast forward. But, essentially, at the end of the movie, um, Joan Crawford's character tells her tells Betty Davis that she didn't actually cause her to be paralyzed, that it was her own fault because they were at a party and she was being mean to her and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And, and mm-hmm. so she actually tried to kill her own sister. So she had to live with that guilt. And then it makes sense. Then you're like, oh, okay, this is why she put up with all this nonsense because she felt guilty for what she did to herself. And then she felt like she was probably being punished for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like you were saying, it's like, Betty Davis's character was, which which makes sense too, because then I was, I, it made me start thinking like, okay, is this why she's going crazy? Because she thought she hurt her sister, but she really didn't, and maybe she knows she didn't, but she's so confused about it because mm-hmm. she was she was like, I was drunk and she ran away and whatever. So that like so then you know living with that guilt and this uncertainty of what you may or may not have done and you don't remember it but nobody believes you and and mm-hmm. then you also have all these other issues from being a child star and you're washed up now and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Yeah, that could lead to somebody going crazy. But at the same time, she was a fucking spoiled brat totally, too. Yeah. Totally. You know? Yeah. And so that's why I'm like conflicted about I really kind of don't feel that much sorry for her. I do at mm-hmm. in a, because it sucks, you know what she had to live with no thinking that what she did to her sister but when she didn't but at the same time like you that night she even said you were being mean to me blah 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 so it makes me think like she was just a fucking bitch to her regardless it doesn't justify how she treated her sister she was still really shitty you know but then again too then you and then you turn that around and you point that back at joan crawford's character and it's like being shitty to somebody is one thing. You literally try to fucking kill yeah, your yeah. sister. Like, you try to run her and over. And you knew about it this whole, whole time. time. Yeah. And then you allowed people to think that she mm-hmm. did that to you when you really just fucking did that to yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're she's like America's sweetheart, so nobody's going to believe her of it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Don't believe what happened. So I think that's where, like, the psychological mm-hmm. horror-ness mm-hmm. of it comes in. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also the um, I think what made it a horror film was the whole like uh, confinement. It, it I I can't help but think of that movie Misery. Have mm-hmm. you seen that? Totally. I, I yeah. feel like maybe they drew. I know it's based off of a book too, but mm-hmm. maybe it, it uh, drew some uh, inspiration from 
from that movie. Yeah, maybe so. Who knows? Yeah. Because it's kind of the same thing, you know, she's, she's, um, crippled and she keeps her captive and, and is torturing her in all these mm-hmm. different ways. I don't know. Yeah, maybe Some so. Parallels I drew. But yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. Definitely. Uh, I guess I mentioned this before we, uh, we left last time. Uh, there are some scenes that I think are a little unnecessary or elements that I'm like, eh, that wasn't super, I don't, I don't think we needed that. You know, it just kind of extended it because some scenes were long. They were long takes mm-hmm. very, again, that was the film style of the time, longer takes more, well, way more dialogue, you know, giving you more insight into the story. And again, I, I mean, it's fine it, if you appreciate it, you know, but I know, Nowadays, our attention spans are way, way shorter. So we get a little bored of that. Mm-hmm. So there were some times where that happened. Um, but again, I didn't dislike it. You know, I'm not upset about what the end result was. But yeah, I could see that some of the scenes in there was just, hmm, we didn't need that. We didn't need to see her full performance of, you know, I've written a letter to daddy. <laughs> the, um, I can't remember his name, but the musician guy who is like, mm-hmm. whatever, pretending to be English. Edward? Yeah. Yeah, his name was Edward. <laughs> or was it Edward? Yeah. Oh, Edwin. Ed- Edwin. Edwin. I was yeah, like, it's, right. I think it's Ed something. Yeah. 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 His whole story, story arc kind of was like, I was like, what, why is this guy here? Yeah. And even now they probably could have cut that out. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, it added some tension towards the end when he showed up, when the cops dragged him over to her place or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what happened? So he, he saw her, he ran out and then that was it. I think yeah. it was like just a parallel to the story of baby Jane and, She's gonna get and Blanche. Well, knowing that he felt trapped at his own home mm. in his situation, the big difference was that he could leave. He yeah. could get out and change it. And his mom was still very much like excuse me, you're not going to be shit without me or you're not gonna be able to do it without me. Kind of the way Blanche and, and Jane were, you know, that like it or not, you need me. We need each other. Mm-hmm. You know, they're completely codependent at the time, even though, yeah, Blanche needed Jane a whole lot more, I guess in a mental way, they both needed each other. And yeah. So I, I, I just saw that their stories were parallel. Um, again, Sorry. we didn't need it, COVID? but I don't know. You were the one at the beach. Ooh, shots fired. No, I'm, just joking. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's um, probably Oliver. Yeah, but I'm not coughing. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> he passed it on to me. Um, but so yeah, overall the movie, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's a fun watch. It's really dramatic acting, really just over overly dramatic story, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's a good one. And I can see why Betty Davis um, got the um, Oscar nomination, mm-hmm. but uh, like. With that character alone, you know, Joan Crawford's character was kind of, she played, she did it well. She played it the mm-hmm. best that it could have been played, in my opinion. But it, next to that polarizing character who's, mm-hmm. you're portraying somebody who's so mentally totally. unstable and like vindictive and cruel, it's, it, it, there's, there's no comparison, you know? Like, yeah. it's like, you have this character who, who's interesting to watch. And mm-hmm. she's playing it so well. And then you also have this other character who's 
the complete opposite and mild mannered and honestly not that interesting to watch because she's yeah. such a nice person and she's playing it well. There's nothing wrong with the performance, but I can see why somebody would gravitate towards that be, that performance because it's, I've, in my opinion, to be harder to pull off. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, so I think it would be good. Let's transition to, if I don't mind, into some of like the behind the scenes stuff because mm-hmm. yeah. this is the good stuff. Let's do it. Let's I'm do telling it. you. Okay, so I have my notes here. All right. Legend has it that this whole feud idea, the idea that these two actresses... Oh, well, before I even get into that, when the announcement came out that this movie was going to be made, everyone in Hollywood and fans of movies in general went crazy because this was a big deal. These two actresses had never been in a movie together. Again, in their long history of being in film, they both started when they were really young. And at this point, they were maybe in their mid-50s. So yeah. in Hollywood, that's you're basically 97. And <laughs> um, unfortunately... Back then or now? Es- especially if you're a woman. Like, that's just the shitty truth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that they were going to be in a movie was a really big deal. Um, legend has it, though, that the feud actually started way back when, when they both got signed to the studio. So for people who don't know... Uh, usually were signed to a studio and that's how you got picked to do your movies. Mm-hmm. You know, you would get like a stack of scripts and they're like, so we're considering you for this role in this movie. You can do this role in this role in this role. You know, this one is a lead. This one's supporting. This one, you have two lines, you know, and you would just pick because that's how you get paid. Mm-hmm. You know, that was how you got your coin. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Really quick. Sorry. Fun fact. So, um, when the filming of Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, the uh, studio that he worked for, they had signed this actress, and uh, she it was was it Psycho? No, it wasn't on Psycho. It was uh, the Birds one. Mm-hmm. The actress, the main actress on the Birds one, she refused to sleep with him. Right, and he was like, "If you don't hook up with me, whatever, I'm gonna ruin your career." And she's like, "That's fine. You can ruin my career. I'm not gonna do what you want me to yeah. do." So the stu- they kept her signed to the studio, and she didn't make another picture until her contract was up for, like... Mm. I mean, and, you know, you're, you, they signed, like, what, long seven... Yeah, yeah, you signed, like, for mm. a good chunk of time. Yeah, yeah. so she was oh, signed, wow. and they yeah. paid... You get paid, from what I understand, you get paid, like, a, a weekly or monthly fee, mm-hmm. and then when you make a movie, you get, you know, like, a bigger chunk Yeah, of, you get a bonus. So. Right, but um, she never made another movie, and, and she was they would they were just wow. paying her 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 fee until mm-hmm. her contract ran out. That yeah, fun fact. So you, if the Me Too movement was around in the forties, you're telling me, poor Alfred. Oh, I mean, even now they're struggling with that. So I don't know, but yeah. Um, so the apparently the feud started when they first they were both signed to the same studio, and they were usually fighting for a lot of the same roles you know they're both signed to uh warner brothers and yeah that they would go back and forth trying to mm-hmm. get a lot of the same roles random movies and not nothing that i can remember off the top of my head that was really like a big deal um but yeah so apparently that's how the whole feud idea started and um realistically in real life before this movie they rarely interacted with each other mm-hmm. like they didn't ever film anything together. They might have filmed, you know, on same days at the studios, you know, because like Warner Brothers and Columbia and all of those, they have big lots where you film. They might have filmed on the same days, but they never worked with each other. So, yeah, they didn't have a whole lot of interaction. Um, 
Yeah, I mentioned that Joan Crawford took the script to, or took the book to Betty Davis when she was in New York. Um, it's pretty documented that actually production on the film went by really well. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't have many problems at all. Feud hypes it up and makes it seem like they're both divas. It was a shit show to film. Like, they didn't want to film this and that. Like, oh, I don't want to be there. She's going to be doing this. And some stuff was true. Um, in the last scene, when Joan has her big, uh, or Blanche, I should say, Blanche has her big revelation that, you know, she was actually driving that night and whatever. Mm-hmm. She's laying on the, on the sand and they filmed that, a lot of it on location. So they were actually at a beach and they kept trying to catch the sun, but Joan was really concerned about how she was going to look because she's older. And as people get older, things droop. Hmm. Your face, your body, what have you. Mm-hmm. Well, she's there and there's a bunch of extras in bikinis and Betty isn't even laying down. She's standing up for most of that or sitting down. So Joan is laying down. She didn't want to look bad. Mm-hmm. So she would like do the tape trick where you put tape and like uh, put it on your face and tie your head back and like make your skin look tighter. Mm. And she did a lot of like padding to make her boobs look really big when she was lying down. And yeah, that they that is like documented. Like that did take a long time, um, but uh, yeah, overall, filming it didn't. Re- they didn't really have any problems at all, um, and uh, funding the movie was a big struggle again because unfortunately, Hollywood has this image that at the time, if you were older, nobody's gonna want to go see you. Mm-hmm. These actresses hadn't made a movie in a while, so they're like, who's gonna want to pay to see this? Yeah, and um, they it, consider it a B movie, which right? Is, which yeah. is what? What? You, what's a B movie? It's yeah. it just doesn't get like the biggest rotation as some mm-hmm. of the other movies, you know. Like, it's kind of you can equate it to like an independent film. That mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. More people are gonna focus on it's the Avengers movie. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna oh, focus okay. on marketing the Avengers movie, mm-hmm. as opposed to this, you know, other movie with probably like, uh, like a period piece actress and anyway, um. And it ended up being a big box office hit. Yeah. It was really popular. So, yeah. And I'm sure having two female leads in 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 the movie may have had uh, something to do with it, too, that they were just like, oh, who's going to want to see two, totally. two women? Again, because, like, if you were an actor and you were in your later years, that wasn't really a big deal. That was mm-hmm. fine, you know? A lot of uh, famous movies, the actor was way older than his actress counterpart. Like, I think it's, um, Adam Sandler. <laughs> one of the more famous ones was gone with the wind. Uh, Clark Gable was way older than, uh, uh, Janet Lee. I don't know. Is that her name? Yeah. Do you know, um, uh, did you know like a lot of the scenes from where she's standing outside of the house, they did this technique where they would actually paint. So it was shot in a, in a lot or a studio. Right. Mm-hmm. And they would have like half the set, and then they would paint the rest. They would hold a mirror in front of the, the camera oh. and paint it. And I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. It's you, wild, dude. Dude, those tricks are amazing. Old you noticed it right away? Shit. Oh, shit. No, no, no. I saw this video oh, about okay. it. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, dude. dude, wild. Like, they, it's apparently mm-hmm. they use that a lot, like in old Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, because it's easier to film in a studio. You know what? I have heard of this now that you mention it. Yeah, it's e- you know, because it's easier to film in a in a lot or a studio because 
um, when you're filming outside, the elements, you know, fucks up yeah, all kinds of difficult. stuff. You have more control. It's, you just have more control in the studio. So they would like build, you know, and to save money, they'd build like half a set or just build the house, you know, put some fake grass on the bottom, light it. And then they would like put this glass, um, just this piece of glass in front of the, ca- the lens mm-hmm. or the camera. And they would like paint the rest of it. And they would just look cool. like this grand. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I forgot the job title that's called. It has a name. Yeah. Um, I, I can't think of it right now. Um, sorry off topic but uh, no that that's a that was a cool fact so um yeah the series the tv series feud was inspired by this story however it was like revealed it was com- it was very much dramatized a lot of the scenes and the stories they just kind of made up you know um it was entertaining it was fun to watch it wasn't you know like the best series ever, but I liked the concept. I think it was, you know. <laughs> yeah, I fine. would have never watched it had I never seen Baby Jane. Did you like it though? Yeah, I, well, I yeah. liked it because it was like, it you had just seen. Yeah, it yeah. just it kind of just just it kind of justifies like why this was happening, why this is happening. Like, there's a part in Baby Jane where, um, Bay Davis kicks uh Joan yeah. Crawford like in the face when she's like next to the, the you know the phone. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. they show that part in feud, and there she's like constantly like doing it over and over. And then, like, yeah, and then Joan Crawford's, like, watching her, like, kick, like, a, a dummy, and she's, like, and she's, like, <laughs> like, she's, like kicking, kicking the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, another fact, esta, Betty David, her makeup on that film, that's, they talked about it in Feud. This is true. She did it herself. Oh, really? When she showed up to set for the first day of filming, she showed up like that, looking completely crazy. White face makeup, mm-hmm. red cheeks, the red lips. I drew a heart mole on her face, and oh, they walked oh, in. They were like, "This yeah, is perfect. perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, th- do not change a thing. That's what we're doing. Heart the whole mole. movie. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was it was crazy. So, here's the fun drama part. This is very well documented. This really did happen, and it is so fucking good. Oh, it, it gives me a boner. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Oscars. <laughs> I see it. So, <laughs> they campaigned, obviously, for this movie. They wanted to have Oscar recognition, right? They saw it was a big box office success. It was critically acclaimed for the actresses. And, yeah, it was everybody was talking about it. So, they're like, well, let's get some Oscars out of this. The film got nominated for a couple of things. Cinematography costumes i think the director got nominated but when it came to best actress they had talked about well who's gonna go supporting and who's gonna go lead actress Mm -hmm. and they're like no we're both gonna submit for lead actress so the announcement of the oscar nominations comes out baby jane hudson and or um, betty davis says baby jane hudson gets nominated joan crawford does not and joan was pissed she was so mad like she brought her into this movie how could she how could this happen and you know again Mm -hmm. oscar voters loved betty davis you know at the time she had the most acting nominations out of anybody you know Mm -hmm. she was the first person to break 10 oscar uh, oscar nominations damn and she had already won two oscars but she wanted the third because at that point she would have been the first person to do that which I, yeah. nobody had. Other people had already won two, but she wanted to be the first one to break three. Has anyone done that yet? Yeah. 
There, uh, there are multiple people who have done it. Uh, Jack Nicholson has three Oscars. Mommy and women. Catherine Hepburn is the one who has the most. Oh. She want, She has four Best Actress Oscars. Oh, okay. Um, Meryl Streep has three Oscars. Um, yeah, a couple of people have. But it's it's not common at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so she wanted to be the first one to do it. So she was super pissed. Joan Crawford was livid that she didn't get recognition for this movie. So this, again, I'm going to cross back over into the rumor section of it. Rumor has it. She went on a campaign trail to tell Oscar voters, do not vote for (laughs) Betty Davis. Damn. Like, she went out of her way. Like, she met up with movie producers, journalists, all kinds of people telling them, don't vote for her. You know? Again, that's not... That there's no proof of that mm-hmm. per se. Some people have mentioned it. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I was there. I, I heard her say it, you know. What is true, because she realized, okay, Betty's going to get nominated no matter what. But they and, made it seem like she was like a, a shoe-in for the for the. Well, the because wing. it was such a big success compared to what they thought it was going to be. Yeah, they, well, shit, like, dude, she's getting a lot of recognition for this. She might get it, you know. So Joan decided... She wanted to be there to spite Betty in any way she possibly could. So what she decided to do, she started calling up all the Best Actress nominees that year and was offering, if you can't go accept your Oscar, I'll do it. And she's like, whatever, you know, I can be there waiting. I don't mind. I can read your speech. I'll be the one to do it. And so a couple of actresses were like, um, that's kind of weird. I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, no, I'll go. I'm going to be there or whatever. One actress in particular, what our head already said she wasn't going to go. And it was um, Anne Bancroft, who was nominated that year for The Miracle Worker. The Miracle Worker is the movie about Helen Keller, if nobody knows that. It is a really good movie. It's kind of long, but um, she plays uh, Helen Keller's teacher. Hmm. So it's an iconic role. It was She played the role on Broadway. Then they made the movie. They used her as well. Rave reviews, even like till today, people say it's one of the, um, well, I don't want to get a little bit of a spoiler, but Anne Bancroft wins, um, that it's one of the better best actress like performances. Mm-hmm. So Joan Crawford gets a hold of her in New York and says, you know, are you going to make it? And she's like, no, I'm not going to go. I'm still, I'm doing the Broadway show of something different. She was already yeah. in another play. So Joan Crawford was like, girl, I got you. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. If you win, I'll go up. Let me know. Send me a telegram what you'd like to say. I'll do it. So, boom. She secured the fact if Anne Bancroft were to win, she would go up and accept the Oscar. So Oscar night comes. Joan Crawford was there. She was already invited because she was going to be presenting a different award. Mm-hmm. Best director. I uh, think. Best director. And best actress comes along. They read out the nominees. They say Betty Davis, blah, blah, blah. Like, and the Oscar goes to Anne Bancroft in The Miracle Worker. And that scene in Feud is so fucking good because you just see the smirk come on Joan Crawford's face. She's smoking a cigarette. She throws it down, steps on it, and walks right past Betty Davis, which apparently did happen. She walked right past her and went and accepted the award. Mm-hmm. Joan Crawford was smart about it in this sense, I'll say, because Betty was getting all the attention for getting the nomination. But 
who was going to be in the most pictures that night? Joan Crawford. Mm. She was going to be all over the newspapers. These are the four Oscar winners of the night. Joan Crawford representing Anne Bancroft. So she's there holding her Oscar. And there's so many pictures of this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you can look it up on YouTube. You'll see it happen when she comes out on stage and accepts it. And oh, it's so good because, damn, dude, talk about a fucking like vengeful mood mm-hmm. to do. But so that's petty. where I'm like, how is this feud not real? That yeah, totally yeah. seems real, you yeah. know? Or it could have been a one-sided feud. Or it very well could have been that. Because, again, as we were talking earlier, it, Joan Crawford didn't do many um, interviews after that because that was one of their last films, mm-hmm. period. Betty Davis still worked for a little bit until the 80s, and then she passed away. But Joan Crawford didn't do anything else after this. This Damn. was her last movie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she she passed away. Well, and she, in, I was going to say, in, in Feud, she did one called Straight Jacket, which was like a... A horror film also yeah she but this was the last time i'm sorry that was her last oscar nomination oh, okay that's what i meant to say um she didn't get anything else uh after after that so yeah it was um it was just like a big no it wasn't her last oscar and it was her last something because joan crawford's last oscar nomination is when she won her oscar mm-hmm. um joe joan actually has won one yeah joan won an oscar for a film called mildred pierce um and yeah she I guess maybe she did, like, a couple of shitty movies after that. Yeah. I probably. guess this was, like, her last big film. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Did. It looks like she did a lot of TV shows. Yes. I was going to say, she. what she ended up doing was oh, she did getting one on TV. Tark. She was on... She had a... Um, she did what? She did one called Tark, where she's, like... Remember, it's like a caveman, if you right. remember from Feud. Uh-huh. <laughs> and everyone she, was laughing. She had an appearance that was really famous on the I Love Lucy spinoff, The Lucy Show. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were kind of not making fun of it, but it's notable because Joan Crawford, it's known she had a lot of financial troubles in the final years of her life. Mm-hmm. And um, in that show where she did her guest appearance, she uh, repeatedly kept saying like oh no it's not that i don't have any money it's not about the money like they're seeing there i forgot what exactly was going on but she kept hitting that and a lot of critics afterward were like was she acting or was she just telling herself you know (laughs) because she did have financial troubles after that um but yeah this whole feud about joan crawford and betty davis it has a huge history behind it and again some people claim or wonder if it would if it was even true at all Because in interviews with Betty Davis, she says nice things about Joan Crawford. And she admits, she's like, I know what you want me to say. I know you want me to say, like, how horrible of a person she was and how bad it was. And no, it wasn't. She knew her lines. She was on time. She was polite. We acted on screen together whenever we did our stuff. But that was it. We never really interacted at all. And... Yeah, that that is documented. She said it in many interviews because I think in any time mm-hmm. Betty Davis would be interviewed, that would come up. What was it like working with Joan Crawford? You know, up until the time of her death. So yeah, it was it was such a like bizarre thing that was happening outside of the movie because again, we're talking in the movie there they're very like at each other's throats and Again, it kind of makes you think this feud is real, and 
Damn. Yeah, it's. I was it's just crazy. looking. Betty Davis made uh, her last movie was in 1989. Mm-hmm. She kept going. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. Mm-hmm. What would this feud be compared to today? Is there is there any actresses? Mm. Or not even that they have to have a feud. Who would be like these like older actresses like Meryl Streep and Glenn Close hating each other and making a movie together? I don't know. That's a good question. Cause yeah, I mean, at this point, the 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 range of who's really popular is a lot wider now. Mm-hmm. Because back then, it was the same people in all the movies. You know, like they were. It was a small group. It, it was a small pool to pull from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> back then, back Definitely. in the day. Now you just you have. Now the the landscape has just changed so much because right. movies aren't. And it sucks because, you know, COVID has contributed to this with the closing of a lot of theaters, but it sucks. But movies aren't really that important anymore because TV has really stepped up its game. And a lot of and this has to do with a lot of the talent. A lot of the actors and actresses are moving to TV and a lot Mm. of the big name directors are moving to TV and they're they're making these long, you know, format series as opposed to making these movies where they're constricted to an, an hour and a half. And, you know, back then TV was kind of, if you were like a TV actor, you're kind of less, almost yeah. like a soap yeah. opera actor now, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you do cheesy soap operas. You know, you're not a, you're not on the, the big screen. Right. It was definitely kind of like you looked down like very comparable to if a singer started performing in Vegas, it was like, <laughs> yeah, like, that sucks. Like you're you're that's, having to perform in Vegas. That's the that's the downhill. <laughs> that's the com- where now it's the complete opposite. Now they want to get a mm-hmm. what is it a residency? A residency. Yeah. 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 They're like, holy shit. shit, you have a re- that's amazing. It's gonna be a big money yeah. maker. And, yeah. That's crazy. How it's just it's just wild how um, time you know changes mm-hmm. things. But, but yeah, so it's a interesting history between. Betty Davis and Joan Crawford, they're two legendary actresses who came together for this movie. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. And then the drama was even better. You know, like it's yeah. yeah. I recommend it. I recommend anyone's listening go check it out. It's it's it is a good movie. It's worth watching. Also, like you're saying, just the old seeing the old style of of, of filmmaking that's kind of lost right lost mm-hmm. lost now. Um I I liked it. I, I like the longer takes. I love it the 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 dialogue the snappy dialogue mm-hmm. um just the way they craft the story I, I oh man i just like you're saying i don't know maybe it does have something to do with our attention span but i, I don't know there's there's something there that that is lost that i wish people would kind of go back and, and pull from as inspiration yeah it was nice to see those longer takes when people had like monologues almost you know they're speaking for a good four or five minutes of mm-hmm. just them speaking and very few cuts. And that's acting. You know? It sure is. That's when you're fucking performing for four minutes straight and it's not being hidden in in the cut. That's, mm-hmm. that's fucking, you're vulnerable as hell. That's, like, yeah. That's yeah. raw talent. You're watching right there. Yeah. You yep. could do it. Joseph. I appreciate it. it. <laughs> <laughs> just make a, <laughs> right. Make a bird man too. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, cu- no cuts. <laughs> just one giant long take movie um no yeah i really liked it and like i said i i I hope whoever listens to it goes and checks it out listens to this cool (laughs) what are you coughing up i mean talking about over there (laughs) oh lord (laughs) what uh edward anything 
to add? Um, I will say I I really like the ending of this movie because it's like it's it's like I'm trying to think how to explain it. She gets her fame back, but not the way she wanted it. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone's like, "Oh my God, that's that's Baby Jane. She, she you know kidnapped her sister and oh, killed yeah. that lady. Like, look at that crazy lady. I yeah. didn't think yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah, and then like so, okay, so to she put she sees it, the crowd. Yeah, there's like a crowd of people at the beach, and they're like <laughs> circling her, and they're but they're looking at her like, oh shit, there's that lady that, you know, did all this stuff, and she's taking it like, oh, they're remembering me. She starts doing her old dance routine, and, and that's pretty much how the movie ends. <laughs> she's insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the cops find her. Yeah, and they're trying to catch her. And, yeah. Oh, that scene too was just like I'm like she's right fucking over there. Like you know she's on the beach. Yeah. Hell yeah. She's like the only one not in a bathing suit. Yeah. She's all dead, just dying on the right, beach. Right. Yeah. I'm dying. Mm. But it was good. Go watch nice. it. Nice. I'm glad y'all liked it. Yeah. Good pick. Uh all right, guys. Well, I think we're gonna end it right there. Who go any last thing words? Uh, no. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to to share this story with. A lot of people who don't know and uh, shout out to this YouTube channel that I love to follow. If you guys love film history, Be Kind Rewind is a fantastic YouTube channel. And she does uh, like detailed history about this exact movie and um, the whole situation behind it. And she shows, you know, articles and interviews and all kinds of stuff. She's really good about doing that for for multiple uh, subject she talks about but this one in particular it's a really good one so yeah um check it out check out the movie it's i think it's still on youtube that's how we watched it who does she, ha- um, who does she have uh, on her uh, profile pic on and um holding a cigarette let me see i think that 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 might be betty davis yeah that's uh her profile picture is betty davis oh, and nice. when she says uh uh fasten your seatbelts it's going to be a bumpy night that's from the movie All About Eve. Yeah, that's from that. Check so. it out, guys. Yeah, you. Could, it's. A, I'm gonna go watch this video on the YouTube channel. Yeah, do it. I like it. it. Looks cool. Looks like a cool channel. Edward, any last words? Oh, that those were my, those were my last words. I love you. Any more yeah. last words? Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, no! Literally, because you're over here coughing. <laughs> I know. Um, no, it was it was good. Like I said, I never really watched any old old cinema like that. It was good to take in something new. So hopefully we can find another one one day and watch that. Maybe like The Lion in Winter or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Good good memory good on that reference. one. Yeah. Good reference. Good throwback. Yeah, we do need to check that out. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, yeah, like I said, it's a great, really good movie, and I appreciate all the, the history behind it. I like the drama. It's got me mm-hmm. more. I just like behind the scenes. Yeah, this behind-the-scenes stuff is it's, it's great. It's just knowing the story behind this, the story oh, of yeah. making the story is just, it's so, it's so much, it's so captivating to me too. Right. So. It's like, that's what I was telling Ugo, it's like 70 year old cheese, man. I'm like, damn, I want to know more about it. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> I want to go back in time and, and see it, see it with my own eyes. Right. Um, all right. But anyways, yeah. Thanks everybody uh, for listening and uh, go look, go watch the movie. Appreciate everyone's support. And we look forward to next week when we take you back to the future. Bye. Bye. Bye.